Welcome to Roll to Metal. Hey, we have some news for you. Some breaking news. The Brindlewood Bay Kickstarter has officially been announced, and it begins on April 26th. If you are listening to this before the launch, you can use the link in the show notes to go sign up and be notified when it begins. You should do that. This is kind of like a day one thing for me, and I don't have a lot of day one Kickstarters. Details are secretive right now, uh, but here is what we do know. The Kickstarter includes publishing two books. The first is the core rulebook, which is a shined-up new edition of the rules and everything that you need to play the game. And the second book is the Brindlewood Bay supplement, Nephews in Peril, which contains a pile of scenarios and a bunch of bonus content. If you dig this game, then you probably do need both of those, so you should prepare now. In addition, we here at Roll to Metal are going to mark this glorious occasion with some bonus episodes. Brindlewood Bay has been my primary tabletop RPG for probably nine months now, and I am personally excited to have a few conversations that dig into some of the details of the game, things that have been in the back of my mind for a while I will finally get to sort of talk about. But for now, we return you to your regularly scheduled adventure. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I play Birdie, a town menace who is currently in her sixth stage of grief, which uh, we like to call Busybody. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I'm playing Renette Bollinger. My blazer is torn. My friend is dead. My accent is all over the place, and I'm aware of my own mortality. Things are great. I'm Mary Stack. I'm playing Georgie Sullivan, born and bred Brindlewood Bayon, and I'm just trying to dial back my temper because who would have known it, but Abraham Stockton really got under my skin. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. This published scenario, The Long Dark Tea Time of the Soulless, was written by David Morrison, at Chap of Steel on Twitter. Follow the links in the show notes to find some of his writing. The end of this mystery is in sight, and surely it will end better than it began, won't it? Okay, let's go. It's still midday, but all of this day has been strange, and it's been kind of hard. And it's been kind of long, even though it's only been maybe an hour and some since your friend Latita died during tea service. Birdie, your friends walked inside Abraham Stockton's farmhouse and you were faced back in the direction of the snowdrop bed and breakfast down this dirt driveway. And you pause for a moment because really, it is a very nice day. The sun is warm. The fruit trees are swaying a little bit in the breeze. And you feel like maybe you have a few options here. You could stay on this driveway and it goes right through the orchard. It would bring you right back to the front porch of the bed and breakfast. You turn a little bit to the right and wonder, was Laura Sanchez actually up to something in those trees? 
And then you turn a little bit more and look past the clearing towards the bluff. It's probably a pretty good view over there. People seem to say so. What would you like to do? Birdie's nosy to depressed ratio is very off kilter right now. So I'm trying to see if she would be more interested in like antagonizing Laura Sanchez even further, or if she would want to explore the bluffs, but also like exploring bluffs that could be dangerous by yourself. Hmm. How is, how is she feeling physically? There are some close calls with like sneaking around. After your, your tea service, you had some caffeine in you uh, and you had some very tasty treats. And then you had this sort of burst of adrenaline where you were hiding under a bed. And now you're standing alone on a dirt driveway in the warm sun, feeling a light breeze. You're certainly, you're not injured. You don't have a physical ailment at this time. I think she would go to the bluffs. I think just to get some fresh air, maybe to clear her head a little bit. Renette and Georgie have it, have it handled with Mr. Stockton. I don't think she's wanting to go off too far and like start antagonizing people again without her friends near. I think she wants to just like have a moment to herself. And so you turn from the driveway and start to walk across this field. No trees here. It looks like maybe it's about five minutes to get to probably not the very edge, but to a spot with a good view. Georgie and Renette. The screen door to the farmhouse is kind of squeaky. And just as you step inside, you can see that at least the entryway walls are covered with that 1970s wood paneling. Looks like this place hasn't been updated in quite some time. Looks like they might be coming off the walls in a few places. Some drop panels, ceiling areas look like they're starting to sag. But you notice a couple of things just as you step inside. One is that it feels more humid inside this house than it did outside. And the other thing that you notice right away is a smell of licorice. And Abraham Stockton has walked through the house carrying his stuff. You can see that he's maybe a room or so away at this point, sort of calling back. Uh, yeah, just um, come on in. I'll get you, get you some tea. You know, I that's very kind of you, but... I mean, what with the morning we've had, I think tea is maybe the last thing that that our stomachs can take and our hearts. Oh, well, uh, you just want to, oh, you want to see the uh, the chest there, huh? Yeah, yeah I think. Please. Yes. I, 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 we'd, lo- we'd love that. Uh, it's in here. It's in, the, it's in the, the living room here. And as you get a little bit further into the house... It feels cluttered, even though he doesn't really have a lot of things around. What he does have laying around is sort of in piles, maybe some newspapers. But yeah, against the wall here in the living room is an ornate chest. Looks pretty old, like something that maybe your parents or maybe even your grandparents might have had at some point. Wow. Can I, with my... um 
prop and costuming history identify it by a particular period? You're just looking for information? Yeah. Is that probably a reason role? I think so. And this is not particularly dangerous, I should hope. Yeah, so you... probably not, not disadvantaged. <laughs> That's a six. Yeah, this sure is an old chest, isn't it? That's an old chest, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely older than a new chest. Well, the thing about these uh, these steamer trunks is that, uh, you know, there were so many knockoffs over the years. I was trying to, you know, my old, my old man and I, uh, we talked a lot about where this might have come from. Never really came up with a, with a good answer. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, that's, that's a real antique right there. Never brought it down to, to Nick to have him take a look, you know. Keep it in the corner there. The items inside the, the vestments. Can I take a look? Oh, we don't, no, we don't have them anymore. My oh, dad. right. Yeah, back, um, I don't know, we had them for a while, but what are you, what are you going to do with a bunch of altar boy robes? It's yeah. Just, uh, my dad just, uh, you know, he, he cut them up. We used them for rags. I don't think okay. we have any more. Very practical, I suppose. You sure I uh, can't get you any tea? I've been, uh, it's been steeping all day. <laughs> Renette is is boiling on the inside like you're not supposed to let it steep all day. It's going to get bitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to set a timer on that. <laughs> Maybe it's sun tea. Okay. Well, you know what? It, it, it might be an herbal tea. Who knows? Um, but um, uh, I think it's best for me to let my stomach settle for a good while before I try any tea again. Oh, what happened? We watched a friend die while we were drinking tea. And she oh. was drinking tea and she died. That's a real shitty day. Yeah. 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 We were all so mortal. So very mortal. So very mortal. Yeah, ain't that the truth? You see in the chest, you, uh, you don't want my tea. I also want to ask about the licorice. I know. I'm like, it's like a I, weird topic change. Our friend died over tea. By the way, is that licorice? <laughs> Which, sure, why not? Is that, is that licorice I smell? Oh, no, that's the tea. That's my tea. Oh. What kind of tea is it? Uh, I don't think I would be able to, to consume any, but, you know, I'm interested in... If you put in so much effort, it's very kind of you. What kind of tea is it? Oh, I make it from um from weeds. You know, uh, you know Jimsum? You know Jimsum weeds? Yeah. Kind of, yeah, they grow um they're not real common here on uh on on Brindlewood Bay, but uh we got some that grow out over on the bluff. The uh the what do you call them? The Mohawks used to use them in some of their uh tribal uh oh yeah, it's hallucinogenic. Uh but um, and it, but as long as you're not actually ingesting the plant itself, you're you're absolutely fine. You, if you've heard people saying that you might die, that's not from the tea. That's from actually ingesting the plant. Do you, well, <laughs> I want some to go. <laughs> Do you use like a really fine mesh strainer for it yeah. or something? And he kind of lights up and said, "Yeah, it's a, it's on the on the stove. You want to see?" Yeah, 
Yeah, sure. I'll take a look. Well, in the kitchen, there is a big old pot of a murky brown something or other that's kind of simmering. And this is where it feels like it's much more humid in here. Like this has been going for some time. And it, the scent of licorice is very strong. And over on the counter there, it looks like there is a little basket that has this thorny weed. Just looks like a weed there. He's got a whole bunch of them. But it does look like he has multiple strainers, and he is taking this threat of actually ingesting it being dangerous. He's taking that threat seriously. Fascinating. That's a definitely, I definitely respect the, the precautions and your your use of the of the local f- flora. They've been on my farm for generations, I uh. That's real interesting. You sure I can't? Uh, all right, well, you know, I'm not going to keep making you try to drink my tea. But yeah, you, um, you know, it was used in, uh, I guess, uh, some of them, um, them native rituals. You drink some. Some people say maybe you got a, like a religious kind of experience or something. Uh, I, I would definitely say you don't want the kids to be into this. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Say, just, uh, I mean, you know how the people who took over your farm, um, that, uh, you know, they've got that tea shop going. Do, do you know if they serve any of this? I don't know anything about what they do. Fair. I understand. I'm, I'm sure if they, if they did try to serve this, they probably wouldn't know what to do with it. No, they'd probably kill somebody. <laughs> hmm. I know we've well established that you don't know what they're doing ever. I don't. I don't want to know you what they're doing. No, you don't want to know. I. I understand, but I don't suppose you've seen them poking around on the bluffs at all. You know, just while you're going from your truck to your front door to you know, back to your truck. These owners, I guess, just uh, just been here a couple of months doing the rehab. Of course, yeah, they're they walk around. They're out there. They're out on the bluff. They're in the trees. Thank you. Yeah, you've been. This has been definitely a good, a good talk, Abe, sir. All right, you uh, you want any? You know where it is. It's right here. That's you're very kind to offer. Yes, thank you. I think we're gonna go find our our, our third friend. Yeah. Now. Yeah, that sounds right. Why don't you do that? Okay. Okay. I hope you have a wonderful day mr stockton birdie you're walking across this clearing you're getting closer to the uh the edge of the the bluff out here and as you get closer you get a better view of the river and it gets better and it becomes pretty expansive there's definitely a lot of weeds out here this is not a a well-tended area there are no crops there are no trees but definitely a lot of weeds. Uh, some of them have a little violet flower on them, maybe a little white flower. You get to a point where you think, like, you could keep going further to the bluff. You definitely have a great view from where you are. After having the day I've had, I'm probably not going to go super close to the edge since we've heard some fun stories about people disappearing over the edge. You know, it just feels like tempting fate. And I feel like Birdie is not in the space to do that. I think the adrenaline has worn off. 
And now she's just feeling kind of down, especially without her friends to kind of keep her, keep her level and focused because they're having their own kind of days too. (laughs) Yeah. I think she actually just sits down in the middle of all of this and just looks out, not, not looking for anything in particular. Like I think she's keeping an eye peeled for anything interesting, but I don't think that's a main focus, honestly. And she's just kind of ruminating on the fact that she was just talking to Latita hours ago and now she won't ever again. You just are looking for a quiet moment, maybe something to sort of revitalize you a bit. Can you roll sensitivity? I sure can. I've got a minus one on that. Uh, one and a one minus one is one. Uh, <laughs> that's probably not good. <laughs> wow. Birdie is being very insensitive right now. You know, I don't think that's what it means when we're talking about <laughs> sensitivity. Mm-hmm. I mean, but if you rolled a one, I think I'm that is get, what it means. <laughs> I'm going to get pushed off the cliff by Cthulhu monsters, Willow. That's what this means. <laughs> I mean, when I failed my reason check just now, the, the the only consequence was is a box. Yeah, it's just like that's a better fail, though. Um, it is a it is a beautiful it's fail. It's a precise, delicate mm. fail. It's a ten out of ten fail. It's it's actually a one out of one. You find a a nice rock to sit on. Incredible. Just take in the flowing river and the breeze and the clouds as they move slowly across the sky by rolling a one where the lowest you can normally roll is a two. You are mentally giving yourself a condition. Yeah, I think that feels right. Because maybe this was a moment where you could have opened yourself up to the universe. I think that you're kind of closed off from it that maybe your condition is a growing obsession with provable fact. And maybe you're not necessarily willing to deal with hearsay or this spiritual mumbo-jumbo. Maybe you think about that crystal you have and you wonder, is it worth it? Maybe I'm done with such hoo-ha. Maybe I need to replace my blue amethyst. In my cozy little place. And time starts to sort of slip away from you for a little bit. Renette and Georgie. Uh, Abraham Stockton's screen door squeaks and clatters shut as the two of you make your way back out onto this driveway. What is your plan? So, uh, Georgie, uh, I think we're on the same page. Um, they served... A Jimson weed tea to a friend. Yeah. 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 That, 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 that happened. Mm-hmm. So now we know the cause of death and where they likely got the cause of death. So then the question is Want to go to the bluffs, see if there's any, if they left any trace when they went to harvest? Let's go check the bluffs. Let's go um, check the bluffs. And I'm now intrigued as to 
who it just seems I feel like slipping poison into an already poured teacup is one thing, but switching out an entire tea. Could Laura Sanchez have done that? Was she working with somebody else who had kitchen access or was it just somebody who solely had? I mean, that lady who blocked me from going to the kitchen was pretty scary. Well, I'm wondering if maybe there was a hint of a hint of the stuff in all of our maybe. tea and it was only Latita who got the 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 leaves itself or who yeah. got it enough that it would that it could poison her because we I think we've uh, we were all a little there was some spooky stuff going on in there. I just wish we could have seen the teacup because we would have been able to see if there were you know, like le- like leaves in it, like pieces yeah. of the plant on the teacup. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we'd all been hallucinating it a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, that that would make a whole lot of sense, actually. Yeah, that's what that's that's kind of the route I'm going in, in my head. But yeah, it was Latita who ended up with the with the dregs of it. Yeah. To the bluffs. To the bluffs. The two of you change your course, and as you start to make your way out towards the bluffs, you can see some distance away. Yeah, you can recognize her from here. You can recognize Birdie sitting still and looking far away at the river. Maybe get a little closer and sit down next to her. Yeah, but not too abruptly. We don't want to spook anyone off the cliff. Gently, gently. Would you say that one of the two of you is maybe more focused on Bertie and the other is more taking in the scenery or are you both sort of aware of your immediate surroundings? Renette is definitely looking around cause she is interested in if this is where the Jimson weed grows, she'd be interested in seeing like looking for patches of it, looking for any clusters that look like they've been harvested, stuff like that. I think Georgie is more focused on getting to Birdie. The idea being she'd get there and then they'd download the information and then look together. Well, Georgie, as you're looking ahead to where Birdie is seated, maybe it's because of the sort of the angle that the two of you are taking to get to her. But this rock that Birdie is sitting on, there's something a little off about it. I don't know if you can quite put your finger on it from where you are. That doesn't quite seem to be just a regular rock. Renette, can you meddle? Oh, can I? <laughs> yes, I would like to do that. Anything I'm adding to it? You could probably do composure. Well, that's a seven. You're getting closer to Birdie, but there's definitely a lot of weeds out here. This is an untended area. And as you're getting close enough to speak directly to Bertie, and she's definitely not aware that you're sort of coming up behind her. You look back and you see something just at the edge of the orchard, which is not too far, but it's not right here. And it just sort of catches your eye that there is some kind of color on something. There's something with a, a color that doesn't maybe belong out here. It's not natural. And from this distance and with that role, you don't know more right now. Okay. Interesting. Hey, Georgie, I saw a color. A color? (laughs) Where? 
gestures and the general vicinity where I saw the color? Well, I saw that that rock there is not quite right. Which do you want to investigate first? (laughs) I don't know. Birdie, what do you think now that we're a little closer? Oh, you're both here. Yes, we are. You know, this rock has been very good to me. It's a good rock for sitting and looking at things and thinking. Yeah, I'm going to go check out that color. (laughs) (laughs) Renette turns around, (laughs) satisfied that her friends are alive. (laughs) I'm just going to go do my own thing now. Yeah, yeah. Georgie, are you going to the color or are you hanging out with Birdie? I'm hanging out with Birdie. Tell her what's going on and also investigate this rock. Look more closely at it. As you sort of get right up on this rock, that Birdie, are you still sitting? Yes. It's a good good sitting and thinking rock. (laughs) It's good. Yes, it's good at its job. It's just sitting here waiting for time to erode it, you know? Have you determined whether it's also a good drinking rock? Surprisingly, I haven't thought about drinking. Oh. Georgie, this is a gravestone. Oh. Um, well, this feels like a very appropriate place to sit and think, Bertie. I think you're sitting on a gravestone and not just a normal rock. I don't know. Oh, um, that's, you know, now, now that you pointed out to me, I, I feel like I can see it a bit a bit more. Um, I'm not sure why I thought this was like a smooth rock to who. Um, you know, in, in some ways, this does kind of take me back. All I need is like a cigarette and some other things. Um, whose whose name is on the gravestone? What's what is this? Is this unmarked? What are we just taking a look at it? You can see that this is a very old stone. There is definitely carved writing into it. And maybe this isn't even a super contemporary version of English. Your eyes sort of wander around a little bit more. Oh, maybe this whole clearing was at one point the family cemetery. Ooh. A few stones sort of peek up from the weeds. Definitely has not been tended to in quite some time. Are they the weeds that Renette and Georgie started explaining? Yes, these are them. That feels like a bit of a bad omen. So likely what happened was the Jimson Brute. That makes logical sense. Um, now we just have to figure out who, who did that, right? Then it'll be over and done with and everything will be fine again. We'll have some closure, but we'll still have, you'll still have your feelings. You know, I don't know if I like those very much. I know, I'm sorry. Do we want to catch up with Renette? And she said she had to go look at a color. Um, we can tell her. So she's hallucinating to, too. Maybe. Um, okay. I think I might have been hallucinating earlier when I thought a giant porcelain doll was keeping me out of the kitchen. So that seems on track. Yes, let's go catch up with Renette before she has another breakdown about her outfit. Renette, you've been walking for just a couple of minutes, stepping over some of these strange stones on the ground. We had rocks over here. As you cross the clearing, headed back towards the orchard, 
the color uh, becomes a little clearer as you get closer and closer. And this is a teal. Oh, is and it like the teal that keeps that that was uh, a, a fixture in the design elements at the Snowdrop Inn thing? A- absolutely. It is the, the same shade as the interior decor of the B&B. It is the same shade of Phoenix's kimono and of Percy's vest. Okay. I mean, it's a pretty color. I'd like to get closer. Maybe, uh, maybe somebody uh, from the end left uh, left part of their uniform here or something. And maybe that'll be a sign of who's been out harvesting Jimson weed. You couldn't quite tell this from where you were before, but it looks like there is a small wire fence that separates this clearing from the beginning of the orchard. And mm-hmm. now that you've gotten closer and closer, you can see that there is a piece of fabric of teal fabric that has been torn and is hanging on this wire fence. Oh, like maybe someone was climbing the fence and ripped their uniform. I can relate because as you may have remembered, I tore my goddamn blazer on a tree. So sad. Is it, is it up too high? Can I just pluck the fabric? No. Yeah. You can take it right off of this as you're this close. Uh, you I can take, take it, it. Well, right off of this barbed wire fence. You know a lot about fabric. I certainly do. Of anybody that you've ever met, you know more about fabric than anyone else. That's true. I'm the best. Then I think anyone else might have to roll, but you're just holding this fabric and you can tell, well, this is not from a kimono. This is not from a dress. This might be from a vest. This is like vest material. Are you saying it's a vestiment? Yeah. <laughs> now, what color were those surpluses? Uh, I wonder if that's related. But also, Percy was wearing a vest. Uh, but I don't think it's Percy. Percy's perfect. So we did send him to follow Laura Sanchez. That's true. We'll see who has got a torn vest. Cool. So I pluck this fabric. I say, this from a vest. And I head back to the bluff for my friends. As you turn around, you can see that they have started following you. They're not that far away from catching up. A couple of things cross your mind. It feels like part of a clue, but this doesn't feel like the entirety of a clue. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I look around. Um, yeah, what are you looking I, for? Footprints, maybe, or anything strange about the area. Maybe... Uh, anything on the fence. Maybe there was, I mean, if there was fabric caught on it, maybe there would be a bit of blood as well. We don't know how much, how how deep the the barbs cut into the fabric or the person uh, who was presumably wearing it. Yeah, I think just looking, just holding this fabric and looking about, it does look like there might be a little bit of dried something on this. Oh, is it blood? It's maybe, maybe you can't quite tell that. But it looks it looks like something on this fabric. And since you said you were maybe looking for footprints, you know, it's a little bit further away to get to the edge of the bluff this way. But hey, maybe it looks like they put this fence up. Maybe this is a border. And it looks like further down, there's a pretty basic gate on this fence that looks like it's being held on with a loop. And your eyes found it because it looks like there is a worn pathway 
through the orchard to this gate and then into the clearing. Does it look like it's oft used recently? Is it more like an old pathway that's a little bit overgrown? Well, the orchard itself is not all that old. Yeah. So there isn't a lot of great, you know, organic grass ground cover there. Mm-hmm. So it does look like someone had has been going over this route, maybe more than one someone's, since the orchard has been here. Yeah. And then once you pass the gate, it does look like the, some of this uh, these weeds have been tramped down. And it is about that time when Bertie and Georgie arrive. Hey, I found that color. It's got blood on it. I wave it in front of their faces. Look at that. Look at that. Bertie just stares at it. We found a family cemetery. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit is right. Yeah. We're all finding stuff. We certainly are. Um, It's been a day. Um, So this, I think, you know, it came from a vest, likely a uniform of someone from from the snowdrop end. Like Percy? Uh, I, I don't want to say it was Percy because we like Percy. He's the realest bitch in this whole place. He's the realest bitch. I can't, I cannot deal mm-hmm. if it was Percy. Truly, I cannot deal. And exactly. That's what I was thinking. A potential reason that a piece of Percy's vest would be here is that he was following Laura Sanchez that's and true. she came through. But it seems like they're coming, somebody is coming through this way to harvest the weeds for that tea. Abraham wouldn't have to walk this way because this is on his side. This is on his side, yeah. Yeah. Is the gate locked? No. It has a a latch holding it shut, but it's easy to unlatch it. Oh, okay. So why did someone climb the fence? What would be the point of climbing the fence? That is a good question. And honestly, it's a tragedy any time a vest gets ripped. I'm still mourning the loss of my blazer. The gate does open easily enough. It makes a little bit of noise, but it's not a horrible noise. Alternately, it could be planted, have been planted by somebody who's trying to cover their tracks. And just, I know that we have uh, a prime suspect because we're all pretty sure that Laura Laura Sanchez had good motive. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we were thinking that we were all potentially given the same tea mixed with our tea who else has a motive to maybe put these people out of business it would be abraham who we know makes the tea that's true he's pretty adamant about not knowing anything that goes on in the tea house or what they're doing so just it seems like we have somebody else with a motive and with opportunity but their motive wouldn't have been specifically to kill our friend, but to cause a or multiple deaths to put them out of business. It's true. It may not have been specifically targeted at Latita. So it could have been any of us. We're all very so mortal. very mortal. Very mortal. All right. Okay. You know, I, I hate to put it in words like this, but like on a scale of one to eight, I feel like, you know, we probably only have like five or six clues and I feel like we need to just keep looking. A little bit more. You know, I just, I get this feeling that we need something, you know, just a little bit more. This yeah. clue does seem incomplete right now. 
Yeah. Why would they be climbing? Is there something that you can only see from the top of the fence? Because that's the only reason I can think of why someone would climb the fence when there's a gate right there. Well, the last time I climbed anything, I ended up being pushed around in a shopping cart. So if somebody else would like to do a climb. I'll do it. <laughs> you would like okay. to climb the barbed wire fence? I have. Look, man. <laughs> I'll do anything right now. <laughs> you do have the most vitality and you are not rolling at disadvantage. I do. Um, I'm in stage four of my five stages of grief. So anything. Oh, you regress. <laughs> No, yeah, I'm I'm full in depression right now. <laughs> like, oh, okay. This sounds like a day move. Hell yeah, it is. Let's uh, go. So, what is the worst thing <laughs> that could happen climbing this barbed wire fence? Either fall off of it and twist something, or I get cut on the barbed wire, and it's potentially not good. To interrupt your day moving, like Georgie's always wearing a cardigan. Can we put something over the barbs? Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. So my friend does not get cut. But also, like, what if someone comes through and is like, ooh, that's suspicious? Because, I mean, we did that just a minute ago. Yeah, so that's why the piece of vest is there. <laughs> okay, maybe we shouldn't climb the, the fence. Like, how close is the nearest orchard tree? If we're trying to say climbing something would give us a vantage. It's not that far. If you go inside the orchard, you could probably figure a way to shimmy up a tree. I feel like a tree is better than a barbed wire fence. <laughs> I am inclined to agree. Yeah, that's fair. All right. All right. I'm climbing the tree instead. All right. This is a day move. <laughs> What is the worst that could, thing that could happen climbing a tree? I fall off and I sprain something or twist something. Or if it's an orchard, is it an apple orchard? Uh, pears and plums. And pears and plums. Pears and plums. Pears and plums and pears and plums. I was just like just, the scones. Yes. I was just imagining like fruit coming down from the tree and just bonking me in the head. And then now I, I'm like, thinking about off. Animal Crossing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, big old beehive. No. <laughs> Willow, no. I'm sorry. Some combination of things happens and I fall from the tree. That sounds right to me. Go ahead and roll the day move. All right. I'm going to go with vitality, though, because I'm, I'm a tough bitch. So much better than my double ones. 10 plus 2. That is a 12. Describe to me how awesome it is to climb this tree. Honestly, it feels a little bit like she's getting a, a little bit more of her groove back, even just for a moment. She has a she has a focus. She can use the physical strength that she has, um, that she knows she has. And like, it doesn't fix anything, but it feels invigorating enough that it might maybe trick a few of the brain chemicals that are giving her a hard time right now. You know, uh, you know, she's she's down for a very good reason. It is circumstantial. But I think that maybe like a little bit of activity, even just temporarily, is able to energize her a bit more. Um, and she feels strong. She feels like she's doing something important to help. You shimmy up. You get right up into uh, into the first layer of branches. You feel pretty stable. 
You feel pretty spry. This is exciting. This is doing something for you biochemically. And you get a, a good look around. First of all, just from this elevation, the view of the river is beautiful. It's a beautiful river. I mean, there's a reason you moved here. This place is just gorgeous. You look to the right out of the gate, and you can see this little tramped-down pathway going out into the clearing. And from where you are, you're looking down, and you can see a pretty big stone that you now know is a gravestone. And it looks like this tramped-down path goes right to this particular stone. It wasn't the one you were sitting on. It's somewhere in the middle of the clearing. Look around a little bit more, and down the pathway through the orchard, and some distance down, you can make out something. Maybe it's a someone? Is there someone? You don't have a great view of what that is, but there might be someone or something down this path in the middle of the orchard. But it's hard to tell. You might have to actually go down the path to see a little bit more about what it is. Is it the season for there to be any plums and pears in this tree? Certainly. Hell yeah. I grab a couple and I toss them down. Georgie and Renette, Bertie is throwing plums at you. <laughs> Renette opens her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're supposed to catch them with your hands. Oh, okay. <laughs> Renette tries. Yeah, I think that you get a plum. I think oh, we both cool. get plums. That's nice. <laughs> I think I toss toss one into my into my shirt uh, for safekeeping. <laughs> Very careful not to squish it all the way down. And then I pull it out and I start eating it. And I'm like, you know what? That's exactly what I needed. There's some weirdo over there. Let's go look at him. Oh, okay. Sounds good. The three of you go down this, this path into the orchard. And it takes a couple of minutes because there are trees. Uh, but you start to get closer and closer. Not too far up ahead is a scarecrow. Oh, creepy. How is it dressed? A very oversized flannel. Mm -hmm. Very oversized jeans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Big old floppy hat. Mm -hmm. And as you get closer, it looks like Percy. The fuck? And a little closer. And a little closer. This is definitely Percy. Dressed as a scarecrow unmoving in the middle of the orchard. And that is where this episode ends. <gasps> what? <laughs> you can't kill more than one person. That's not allowed. You can't kill Percy. He's the realest bitch in this show. The realest show. bitch, Jonah. <laughs> Issues. Oh, <laughs> damn it! He's the realest bitch. Um, it feels like you have gotten all the pieces to your clue. A dead body is our clue. Great, awesome. Dead Percy frowning face. Okay, but what if the next episode starts with you poke Percy? He says, oh, hi, sorry about that. Just I'm trying just, out this, this costume. This I take my breaks, so no one actually bothers me. <laughs> Why haven't I tried that?
you know, I'm just going to, next time I'm at work, I'm just going to be like, I'm going on break. <laughs> Stuff myself with straw, stand on the corner of Lexington and 64. Really sorry. I'm very busy right now. <laughs> just- <laughs> 